Welcome to the Soul Health Mentor Podcast with Nadia Kraus. Learn how to move your awareness out of your mind and into your heart so you can embody your divinity, experience joyous peace of mind, and create your most vibrant life by opening to receive your soul's sacred medicine. Hello, beautiful soul. Hello, strong heart. Hey, brilliant listener. In this week's Soul Health Mentor episode, I have the pleasure to introduce you to Dr. Emeka Obidi, who is a board-certified pediatrician practicing in Maryland, where he owns a multi-provider family practice. In this interview, however, we're speaking about self-care for new moms. I speak to him as the CEO of Newborn Prep Academy, where he runs an online newborn preparation course that helps new expectant and recently delivered moms understand how to care for their newborn babies while also caring for themselves as new moms. What I think so fascinating about his new preparation, newborn preparation course is really that he helps new moms to understand what they can expect and this understanding helps them empower their confidence to ultimately be able to enjoy their babies. So very important. After listening to this week's episode, I am convinced that you are going to want to tell all of your girlfriends about the amazing work Dr. Obidi does to help empower and educate new moms. Trust me. It was such a heartwarming conversation we had, so much that I truly recommend any expecting future mom or delivered mom to get on his waitlist for his course. You can find out how to get on the waitlist, plus all the ways you can connect with Dr. Obidi on the podcast show notes blog at soulhealthmentor.com. Wishing you so much joy with this episode. Welcome back to Soul Health Mentor. I am very excited and very grateful today to be interviewing Dr. Obidi. Dr. Obidi is a pediatrician, and I really, really love the work that he does in the world because there is something really special that we're going to talk about today. And it's something that Dr. Obidi calls the confident mom mindset. And he actually has developed a newborn prep course. And I think that is just so brilliant and so needed that I'm just very, very excited for this interview today. Thank you, Dr. Obidi, for being here. How are you? having me, Nadia. It is such a pleasure to get to chat with you today. I just think it's such a special thing that you are doing. And I would love to start by just letting the listener know, because you've been a pediatrician for over 17 years. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) It's amazing. It's amazing that you had the spark of inspiration that just kind of led you down this road. And I would love for you to share with the listener, how did this newborn prep work come about? How did it all start? Yeah, it's kind of interesting. So I'm a pediatrician, like you said, and so which means I take care of kids. And that's like, you know, spans the whole gamut. So it's from zero day old to 18 years old. And I actually see a few young adults up to 23 years of age. That's a 
wide range. And I really enjoyed caring for my patients, you know, of all ages. But over the years, I've come to realize that I especially love caring for newborns and by proxy, their moms. And especially when it's a first time mom, you know, it just lights me up. I'm excited, excited when I see them on my schedule um, and have just sort of more recently leaned into it and just realized that um, it is something special I enjoy and hopefully provides really great value for those moms and help them navigate this really difficult period um, of motherhood. And, yes. um, and so just, um, and more recently have developed a preparation course, the newborn preparation course that really lays out um, some framework to allow moms really navigate this period well. Yes, this is, now I'm not a mom. So this is something that I also want to just put into context. Why was I inspired to have you on the show as a guest? I'm not a mom. I've, I'm married for a very long time. We got married very young and we had to navigate difficulties in the marriage because we got married so young. So we made the decision at one point to just not have children because we were navigating our own difficulties. But I do remember kind of thinking about children and wanting children. And I do remember feeling completely overwhelmed by it because I felt alone and I felt like I'm not gonna have the support system that I need to tackle it. And then, like I said, it just kind of took care of itself because of how things went for us. One thing I can relate though with, very much so. If we are natural nurturers and we always support everybody and we always nourish everybody, which I've always done through my business and in my client work, we often forget ourselves and our mm. own needs. Oh, that's so true. And so in your work with newborns, what I loved hearing, and our moms, obviously, <laughs> what I loved hearing is that you teach them how to navigate this difficult time by learning to be their authentic selves in motherhood. Tell us more about that. Yeah, you know, um, and you can really honestly apply this same concept to any phase of life. I think that we are all so uniquely created. You know, um, we all have our special place in this world. We all bring our own individual um, uh, flair and characteristics and you know, um, just what makes us different. And I've found just over the years caring for you know, so many newborns and their moms, like I said, in proxy. Um, I mean, at this point I've cared for probably well over 2000 babies. <laughs> Um, so that's quite a lot of interactions. And, I, and when I look back, I find that the moms who seem to be navigating that in those initial few days and weeks and months um, with a newborn, especially when it's the first one, those that seem to be more in touch with themselves and you know, show up more authentically seem to do better than the moms who are worried about if I'm doing it the right way, like every other mom is doing it, you know, if I am, um, if I am mothering, like I'm supposed to, and I put that in quotation marks, supposed to, you know, mother, um, they seem to have the more, more difficulty navigating this period. Yes. Um, and so just have realized that, you know, one of the 
ways I can serve moms um, in this space is to encourage them to be more of themselves. You know, I mean, there is, there are some things you're going to have to, by necessity, do for your newborn. You're going to have to feed them, right? <laughs> you can't say, well, you know, my personality doesn't, you know, allow me to feed my baby, right? So all the things that your baby really needs, you know, you're already going to do naturally as a mom. And the things we they worry about, um, and, you know, honestly, dads too, you know, the things we worry about uh, are typically things that have nothing to do with the essentials of caring for your newborn. They are just more about trying to conform to what you feel society says you should do to care for your newborn. Yes. And you just said something that is so key, and we all do it. We we do it in every situation. We have this opinion about how we should show up, be it as a mother, be it in our job, be it in a relationship as a husband or wife. And our mind has this opinion about how we should do things. And then you talk of this authentic expression of who we are, where I speak of coming into the heart. Would you share with us the, the confident mom mindset? What is that? Is it a mindset and a heart set? Is your heart involved in it? That's interesting. You know, I think, you know, if you boil it down, your heart is involved in it because it's sort of um, um, a framework I offer my moms to embody um, that basically has three tenets, if you will. Um, one is, first of all, that you're the best mom for your baby. And I usually sort of pause and allow that land because it's a simple statement, but it's a powerful statement that if you coming out of the gate, really believe that you're the best mom for this particular baby. This baby was given to you, whether that was a natural birth or an adoption, that this baby was given to you um, because you are the best person to mother this child. It just puts you in a very powerful place, puts you in a place where you're more in control. Mm -hmm. um, you're now better able to navigate, getting all the resources you need to care for this newborn. As opposed to feeling, oh, you know, I'm going to be a horrible mom. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do a good job at this, you know, which just sort of gives you just in a very disempowered place. Um, so that's one, that you're the best mom for your baby. And number two is that you're in charge of your baby's care. So it's not the mother down next door. It's not even your pediatrician. It's not the government. It's not anyone. You're in charge. You're the one who gets to mother and care and nurture this newborn. And again, a very empowering thought because you don't hand that power over to anybody else else right it's you you retain that power and you are yes going to look for resources you need if you if you're lacking some resources you know you're going to seek out the help and the care you need but you already know that you get to care for this baby not anybody else and third is that you've got what it takes to care for your baby and again these are just mindsets right mm -hmm. and like you said i, I really when I think about it, you're right, it does sort of have has to emanate from your heart because you're, I mean, naturally our minds and our heads will think, no, I'm horrible at this, right? So for you to really truly embody this, you have to really dig deep 
into your heart to allow that come through. Yes. Uh, and then you can now be in an empowered place to gather whatever resources, help um, that you need to accomplish this task of caring and nurturing this new child. I love this. May I share with you how I felt as you were sharing the oh, yes, please. Oh, because it just I just love what you do and I love that you do this for for newborn babies and their moms because their moms doing better and embodying these three things that you teach them. It benefits the baby because the mom starts relaxing and as you were sharing it yes. that 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 mindset and and it can be a mind and heart set that you are the best mom for your baby. My whole body just relaxed. Mm. My whole body just relaxed. And I'm not a mom, so I don't have that experience, but I do have the experience of my monkey mind telling me how I'm not doing a good job, how my monkey mind criticizes me and tells me you, you need to do better. And every time I come to this space of holding myself to a standard of grace, not perfection, then my body relaxes. Mm. So, so when you said that, it was just, I hope that this is what the listeners are going to get from that, that you are allowed to just believe that you are the best mom for your baby. Absolutely. And I'll tell you this interesting story because that is so true. Um, but when you're in that space, it does allow you to care for your child a little better. So, you know, my wife and I have three kids, you know, they're now 19 years and 15 years and eight years, two girls and a boy, the last one's a boy. And when our first daughter was born, um, my wife struggled with breastfeeding those first initial few days, you know, and I'm a pediatrician. I'm feeling helpless to like, you know, I'm supposed to know how to help and support this process, right? And she was so frustrated because my daughter wouldn't latch and she was, you know, crying and cranky. And so at one point my wife said, you know what, that's it. I am going to formula feed this baby tomorrow. Go get me some formula because that's it. I'm done. Real formula feeding. You know, this kid needs to eat. I'm tired. And would you believe the very next feeding went perfectly? Amazing. I'm telling you, it was, it was so dramatic. I was like, what? That's so amazing. <laughs> so but, in you know, reflecting, you know, I, I believe that just when she moved into that mindset of, you know what, that's it. I'm not going to try and conform to everyone saying I have to breastfeed. I'm just going to formula feed this baby. She was able to relax, mm -hmm. get into a space that allowed that breastfeeding to just happen more naturally and just more um, effortlessly. So yes. I absolutely agree that, you know, it's so essential when you're in the right space. You know, everything is not going to be perfect. There are things that are still not going to work out perfectly or on script, but it does put you in a better place to care for your newborn. And uh, I think just um, you have a better experience um, all around. I love that you shared that because there's this little piece that I would love to weave into it. Um, as a soul health mentor, I'm always interested in all encompassing health, which means I call it the, the four bodies, the physical body, the emotional body, the mental body, but also the spiritual body or, or the heart centered body. And I talk about emotional brain training as a way to um, rewire our stress circuits as adults to joy circuits. And one thing as I was doing that for myself, I learned that the emotional brain is literally what the child connects to first because they don't know language. They, they haven't developed the cognitive brain. Oh, that's so good, yes. 
So, so the stress in the mother is the emotional brain, and that's what the child is responding to. And as your wife just completely surrendered and let go and relaxed, the child was able to relax. Yes, well, that's so good. Yes, that actually puts language to what I observe all the time. <laughs> yeah, and so it's not what we say. And I remember this from watching my parents. It wasn't what they said. It's what I felt they were doing that I responded to as a young child. And I just wanted to weave that in because it's so beautiful that you see that, that you have evidence of that in your work every single day. And what I also love about your story is that as you followed your heart and followed your passion in creating this newborn prep academy, that's what it's become you actually were able to extract some wisdom nuggets for yourself. What has this work um, shown you in regards to your own soul health, how I like to call it, or your own well-being? Yeah, I think in general, just the last few years, I've um, just begun to pay more attention to self-care. And, you know, that was a term that was very foreign to me much earlier in my career and just you know adulthood and a term that when I heard you know previous to just sort of starting to have a personal experience um, with self-care was I just thought oh that's woo woo that's for those people who don't have better things to do with their time probably throw in there some cultural bias and West African and throw in there maybe some gender bias as a man you know uh, and I'm generalizing here but um, that's just my personal experience right yeah but um, just more recently started to realize the importance of self-care and it's literally what you know because initially when I heard self-care I was thinking oh you know spa days massages you know um, laying down somewhere, sipping some of your favorite beverage, doing nothing, you know, right, listening to music. And yes, it can involve all those things, but when you come down to the essence of self-care, it's literally what it says, self-care, caring for yourself. Yes. And we truly can't be everything we're created to be if we're not caring for ourselves. It doesn't matter if you're looking at being a parent or being a business owner or being an employee or whatever, right? You can only truly fully express what you've been called to do on this earth if you yourself are cared for, if you yourself are in a healthy space, right? And so self-care is really just paying attention to yourself. What do I need to be my most authentic and um you know, best and highest self, right? Um, do I need rest? Do I need sleep? Do I need more hydration? Do I need time alone to think and reflect and meditate? Do I need time with friends to, you know, um, enjoy the beauty of friendship? Do I need the massage? Do I need the spa day, right? Um, do I need a walk out in nature? Um, do I need to spend time with my, you know, favorite um, activity to do, whether that's, you know, um, golfing or swimming or whatever it is meeting right but you're taking care or you're taking time to care for yourself with not just your soul not just your heart um and by proxy your physical body right and so mm -hmm. you're better able to show up right so even as a mom 
yes, for a newborn, that can be great. If, uh, if you're a mom with a newborn, that can be really tasking, right? I mean, she's up every two, three hours caring for that newborn. I mean, I'll tell you this other story. We, our family just got our first pet. So we have a Labrador and he's like four and a half months old now. We got him at like three months. And I had to wake up, you know, to take him out every two, three hours to pee. And mm -hmm. I was reminded, reminded about or reminded of how tiring it is taking care of a newborn. Yes. And I was just taking him out to pee. I wasn't changing his diaper and feeding him and all those things, right? Every two, three hours. Yes. So all that to say for a mom taking care of a newborn, that could be quite exhausting. But even that mom in that state can still take out time for self-care. Yes. Different, it might look differently than if she, you know, had no child to care for or they're all grown up and out of the house. Um, but there's still time. She can take a 10-minute walk. She can, you know, have a partner give her a foot massage or a back rub, right? She can drink more water. She can sleep, you know, a little bit more in between caring for her newborn when her newborn is sleeping instead of like making a thousand calls and trying to get the house all, you know, ready <laughs> or pretty. Um, not unless those activities calm her, right? So, and if a mom of a newborn as busy and tasking as that, um, that, that phase of life can be, can still care for herself, everybody else should be able to care for themselves. I loved everything you just said, and I'm going to highlight what really, really landed for me. So it is so good <laughs> to hear different we're talking about the same thing, but we're coming from it at different angles. And right now, there was so much gold in you sharing as a man, your own problems with thinking about self-care, even thinking about it being a self-loving act because of the conditioning around it. It is so healing to hear something like that from a male perspective, because women do that to themselves. Women and men do that to themselves. So hearing from a man, oh, I realize that is so good for a mom to hear. And then you said something earlier as well, where when you were sharing your confident mom mindset, and you were saying, you know, first thing is you are the best mom for your child. Second thing is that you are in charge of your baby's care, and you don't give your power away to anybody. And when you take care of yourself as a mom, that's the same thing. You take your power back by saying, I need to take a 30 minute nap. You please take care of the baby right now. You know, you say that to the spouse or to the mom. Um, and I love that it's connecting in such a beautiful way. So I really just wanted to celebrate you. You know, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> it's not a bad thing yeah. to have these uh, belief systems because we are taught as a society just to function. Yes just to function. And, and while women are realizing self-care needs to happen, self-love needs to happen, it's just important for the men. It's just as important. And you said so beautiful, you know, we can only be our best selves if we are taking care of who we are. And we fill our cup first, right? We put on that, that oxygen mask first to be our best selves for the ones we love. So thank you so much. That, there was so much goodness in that. And, and it also shows that it doesn't matter what gender we are. We as human beings struggle to take care of ourselves. And it's so important to learn how to do that. And when you were starting to support moms in doing that, and you learned 
that you needed to do that more? What did your self-care practices start looking like? Oh, that's such a good question because uh, it is still one in progress. <laughs> hey, it's not about perfection, not at all. Exactly, it's about right? drinking it's about, that water, right? Yes, it's, it's, it's really about a progress. And you know, honestly, even that in and of itself is um, something that I've begun to embrace more, um, more fully also. Um, learning to celebrate progress over, over perfection. There you go. And learning to give myself grace um, in every area of my life, right? Um, as a husband, as a dad, as um, you know, a, a, a pediatrician caring for for patients, as a business owner, um, all around. And it does. It's not giving yourself an excuse to not do better or show up better. Um, but it is just recognizing that you're human and um, and recognizing our humanity and that it is flawed and that there is beauty in the journey. There is beauty. Um, not in just the waiting journey. for the destination. Right? <gasps> uh, just enjoy the whole process. And so for me personally, self-care um, has, has taken the form of, first of all, really um, making um, the, I don't want to say sacrifice, well, it is a sacrifice. It is for me making the sacrifice of waking up early so that I have that first hour, hour and a half, two hours, depending on the time of year or season with the kids in school and out of school to be with myself. So mm -hmm. I'm able to pray, meditate, I'm able to exercise, I'm able to journal, I'm able to plan my day. Um, that's still caring for myself. That's um, being with myself. It looked like more recently picking up golf with a friend who's an avid golfer and actually beginning to enjoy it and, um, and just taking the time to just enjoy a sport <laughs> and that it doesn't necessarily have to um, be um, geared towards some ultimate goal of, I don't know, business or life or something but just enjoying it for the for the fun of it um it certainly is learning to eat a little better and just paying more attention to my nutrition that's certainly still a work in progress um but a whole lot better than it was years ago oh i love it and just those, just <laughs> enjoy the journey also having a massage also once in a while yeah, not nearly as often as I should, but um, I probably try and get one in every quarter of the year. So beautiful. And let us know, let the listeners know where they can find you. Where can they find this newborn course? Sure, sure. Um, so they can find me. Um, I have a blog um, and produce hopefully useful information for new moms um, at newbornprepacademy.com. It's newbornprepacademy.com. And I also have on there a wait list for the newborn preparation course. Um, and um, I'm on Instagram at Dr. Obidi. So D-R-O-B-I-D-I. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your beautiful work. And we had such a wonderful out of your mind and into your heart conversation. And there was so many wisdom nuggets that... I am maybe looking forward to a conversation in the future. I would love to come back. Thank you, Nadia. I had a wonderful time chatting with you. You are such a gracious host. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Obidi.
Thank you for listening to the Soul Health Mentor Podcast with Nadia Krauss. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are playing. 